0: section 12 of talks about flowers this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by devora allen talks about flowers by mary decker welcome a talk about begonias my first begonia was a rex it thrived for several years and then to my regret died, for it was quite a favorite with me. Its large leaves with broad silvery belt and red dots were very handsome. This species thrive best in a Wardian case and are of rare beauty and size grown under such circumstances. A cool, moist atmosphere is the best for them. They burn and shrivel exposed to the intense sunlight. They are easily multiplied from the leaves. Cut the leaf so that a portion of the stem will remain INSERT THIS IN A PAN OF DAMP SAND, LAYING THE LEAF OUT FLAT UPON THE SAND, UPPER SIDE, UPPERMOST. IT CAN BE RETAINED IN PLACE BY BITS OF STONE OR SMALL PEGS. CUTS MUST THEN BE MADE IN A NUMBER OF PLACES SO AS TO SEVER THE VEINS, THUS CHECKING THE FLOW OF SAP. A CALLUS THEN FORMS AT THE BASE OF EACH PIECE OF VEIN WHERE SEVERED, AND JUST ABOVE IT A BUD STARTS OUT, AND THUS A NEW PLANT IS FORMED. IT IS ESSENTIAL FOR SUCCESS THAT THERE SHOULD BE BOTTOM HEAT, and that the air should be moist. A bell-glass is the best to put over the leaf, and if there is danger that the air become too moist, the glass can be tilted up to allow of an escape. The leaves best adapted for propagation are those neither very young nor very old, but healthy and vigorous. Yet that this is not absolutely essential is shown by the experience of a lady who had excellent success with a leaf that was somewhat decayed around the edges, and for that reason was cut off and thrown away. Remembering afterward that the plant was sometimes grown from pieces of a leaf, she hunted it up, trimmed off the decayed portion, and planted it at the foot of a tree about half underground, and pressed the soil firmly around it. A few months afterward she had a nice little plant from it, with its beautiful leaves unfolding finely. There are many varieties of the Rex family. Some have brilliant colors in their leaves, others are thickly covered with short hairs. These are more difficult to manage, and require great care to preserve from dust as, like all rough-leaved plants, they do not enjoy spraying, as do smooth-leaved ones. It is well to set them out in a mild shower occasionally. Tepid water is the best for watering. Begonias not Rex. This class are the most generally cultivated, and they embrace a great many varieties, which are specially distinguishable by the diversity of their leaves. Most of them are one-sided, that is, they are larger on one side of the midrib than on the other. Some have fern-like foliage, others lobated. Some have large palmate leaves, others are spotted and laced with white. As a class they are very beautiful for their foliage, but when to this attraction is added beauty of flowers, it will be seen at once that they are eminently deserving of the prominent position now given them, both in the open border and the window-garden. We will name for the benefit of amateurs some of the most desirable as given by Mr. Vick. Fuchsioides with its drooping scarlet flowers, is one of the most desirable of the whole class. The leaves are small, and of a dark green color, and the small, delicate, brilliant flowers are produced in great profusion. As a winter-blooming sort, it is indispensable. F. Alba bears white flowers. Richard Sonii, a variety with white flowers and deeply cleft palmate leaves, requires more heat than the former, therefore well adapted to our warm rooms. Subpeltata nigricans has large dark purple leaves, and bears clusters of large rosy flowers, very ornamental. Grandiflora rosea, with light pink flowers, and Sandersonii scarlet flowers, Weltoniensis of dwarf habit and small dark green foliage, rich pink flowers, are all fine winter bloomers. Argyrostigma picta has long thick leaves with white spots. Metallica, an elegant plant with bronzy green foliage, and producing an abundance of pale peach-coloured flowers, is of very recent introduction. Louis Schwatzer has a beautiful marked foliage in the style of rex, dwarf habit. Monsieur Victor Lemoyne leaves marbled like lace. Glaucophila scandens is of quite recent introduction, and the very best of all for a hanging basket. It is of a drooping habit, and its bright glossy leaves are very handsome. It bears large panicles of orange salmon flowers, tuberous rooted begonia this is a class of quite recent origin and differs from the more general varieties in that it has bulbous roots which can be taken up and stored during the winter like gladioli and gloxinia bulbs it has larger flowers than the other species red orange yellow with intermediate tints a writer in the london garden says of them the bulbous begonias mostly of the bolivianensis and Veitchi sections or families may also have a brilliant future in the flower-garden. Meanwhile, their proper place seems to be in the conservatory, greenhouse, and window-garden. For such positions it is well-nigh impossible to match the bulbous-rooted begonias for brilliancy, grandeur, and grace, three qualities seldom combined in the same plant. The plants are also characterized by great distinctness and freshness of style and character. They are both double and single. Of the single-flowered, the most important sent out last year was Davicii. It is a native of the Andes of Peru. Dwarf in habit, the leaves and flowers all springing from the root The scapes which rise erect above an elegant bluish-green foliage are light red. Each scape bears three dazzling scarlet flowers. The plant is of very free growth and a profuse bloomer. Frobelii, a new species from Ecuador, said to be very attractive producing well above the foliage erect branches of large, brilliant scarlet flowers. The foliage is of bright green, furnished on the underside with a thick covering of white hairs. White Queen, a very elegant variety with numerous racemes of ivory-white blossoms. Of the new double-flowered, Gloriette de Nancy is represented as a magnificent variety, with large, very double carmine flowers, and very floriferous. Louis van Hout, Flowers large, of a crimson scarlet color, of fine habit and a free bloomer. Comtesse Horace Chateau is an inch or more in diameter, very double, and of a delicate soft shade of rose. The young plant, in a three-inch pot, presented a number of flowers and buds, indicating a good blooming habit. As a double flower, it is remarkably fine, the petals being well formed, pretty smoothly laid and imbricated. James Vick The soil best adapted for begonias is turfy loam, leaf mold, sand, and old, well-rotted manure in equal parts. When growing, they require a liberal supply of water applied directly to the soil. The begonias are natives of the tropical countries of Asia, Africa, and America, and most of them inhabit the mountainous regions at a considerable elevation. They were first brought to notice and introduced into cultivation about 200 years ago by a French naval officer. Mikel Begone, from whom they derive their name. End of section twelve.